This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Monday, June 13th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Those of you with the Twitter, with the Facebook, and with the YouTube can see us, me and Pat Murphy, and are thinking to themselves, where is Dave Biddle? I ask myself the same question. Dave is on vacation for two weeks. You're stuck with me for two whole weeks. Good Lord. That means these shows will be heavy on the Q&A. You people need to help us out. Or they will be a little bit shorter than usual, not the marathon 30 to 40 minute exploits we've been doing recently. But Pat and I are here today to cover your Monday. If you are on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you are, smash that like button. If you're listening to the podcast, give us a five-star review. That stuff helps us tremendously. Once again, I have no real reason why. I simply answer to the powers that be. We will get going here. We are going to talk about today. There's a lot of stuff that happened over the weekend. But Pat and I are going to talk about today about Pete Futak of College Football News came out with his preview of the season. He does a real nice job. If you go to the site right now, there are a couple links up for it. He predicted Ohio State at the end of the long preview will go 11 and 1. He mentioned Notre Dame as the biggest obstacle on the schedule. That would mean the season will get off to start with a bang there because they are the opener. Pat Murphy, welcome. And what do you feel about Pete Futak's prediction and maybe even take that into where the biggest possible tripping point will be? Sure, yeah. I mean, I think 11 wins is is kind of the standard at Ohio State these days, right? I mean, last year, 10 wins in the regular season. You get, you get an 11th win in the Rose Bowl, but that was not what the Buckeyes wanted um, with the losses to, obviously, Oregon. And Michigan at the end of the year. So given everything we've talked about and on various platforms here about what we expect from the Buckeyes and, and whatnot in 2022, I think you, you're certainly shooting for that 11 win, getting back to college football playoff, winning the Big Ten again. Um, and I think it's certainly doable. Uh, as long as this defense is better than what it was last year, and I think we'll see steps in that direction. And I wrote a few weeks ago about just the defense really probably only needs to be about top 30-ish with the way that we expect this offense to be uh, to get the Buckeyes where they want to go. But to answer your question, Dan, looking at the schedule, certainly Notre Dame is going to be a test, right? I mean, home game at night against one of those top 10 probably opponents is always going to be tough. I think the Buckeyes will be fine. I think Notre Dame is probably going to come in the season a little higher rated than, than, you know, they may be at the end of the year, just new coaching staff, all that. I think coming to the horseshoe is a tough task. When I look through it, though, it's kind of that that middle to the end of the schedule. Michigan State, Iowa, Penn State, Northwestern. That's four games in five weeks. You got the bye week in there. 
You're on the road at Michigan State, at Penn State, at Northwestern. Dan, you and I were looking a little bit before this kicked off. And that back-to-back at Penn State, at Northwestern was one we both kind of looked at as if you go to Penn State and you get a win and then you kind of sleepwalk into Evanston. If there's a place where the Buckeyes are going to stub their toe kind of unexpectedly, I think that could be it. Um, You know, if I'm looking for something other than the obvious games, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Michigan, those type of games, I think that could be it. That, That week after Penn State, when you go to Northwestern, Buckeyes will have to be on their A game for sure for that one. Yeah, you mentioned Wisconsin. That's the fourth game of the year. Yeah. And Ohio State does open up with four straight home games. But, you know, the Notre Dame game is going to be that, you know, sign you hang on the wall off season, all off season to get motivated for. And then there's naturally going to be somewhat of a letdown after that, which sure. is why they schedule Arkansas State and Toledo for the next two games. But then to play Wisconsin – the next game. And one thing we know about Wisconsin is their physicality will be first rate. And this is nothing against Toledo, which I'm sure is a very physical outfit, but just size and strength wise, they're not going to be Wisconsin. Anytime there's an uptick in physicality week to week, I think that can be a little bit of a threat. I'll say this, as I look at the schedule now, barring injury, Ohio State's going to be favored in every game they play. Yeah. So the people who say they're going to be undefeated aren't stepping out on a limb there. They should be undefeated according to, the place that has big buildings based on gambling. So I would be, you know, we talked about this. I don't think 11 and one is going to do it. I think this year they need to be 12 and 0. I think there are years where 11 and one based on the personnel, you can go for that. I just think the way they're set up right now, if you kind of look the way the rest of the conference is, how do you feel about that? Is this a year they have to go 12 and 0? We're getting a lot of chatter about Ryan day these days. What does he have to do and such? Does he have to be 12-0 and 0 to kind of maintain the vibe? Yeah, I think that that definitely would be the, the bounce back year you're looking for, given what we said about last year. I think, you know, anytime you're asking a team to go undefeated is is tough, but that's what the standard is. And Ryan Day knows that. I do think you're right. It's, it's probably going to take an undefeated regular season, win the Big Ten to get back into that playoff. Um, and I think you have to do that if you're Ryan Day. And and, and that's unfortunate because obviously he's been so good. But when you have a season where you don't live up to the standard, you don't make the Big Ten championship game, you lose to your rival. Now there's a lot of hype in the offseason about this team, even coming off of that down year, so to speak. Yeah, I think for sure you need you need to have that big bounce back year. And I think to get to where you want to go, 12-0 is probably what it's going to take. Uh, Dan, another thing with that Wisconsin game I think is interesting That'll be the first time that this Jim Knowles defense, which is really catered to defend spread offenses and whatnot with with three safeties and whatnot on the field. That's probably the first time we're going to see, as you mentioned, a physical run it up the middle type of team. And how does Jim Knowles defense adjust? You know, he's talked a little bit already since being at Ohio State of having, you know, three linebacker uh, formation and, and things like that that they can go to that they didn't have to use in the Big 12. That'll be the first time I think we really see that tested. Notre Dame may may do some stuff where they need three linebackers on the field instead of three safeties as well. But we know what Wisconsin is, and, and they're going to bring that, that physical style. So I think that's an interesting one, too, that you pointed out. No doubt. And that's going to be a litmus test for the linebackers. I think that's the yeah. real question going into this season. The thing that jumps out to me so much about, you know, sometimes when you just lay everything out on the table and see it, if you look at where the transfers from Ohio State, and we've talked about this before, but if you look at where the transfer from Ohio State have, have landed, almost all of them have, have gone to another Power 5 school of yeah. you know, a real program, a serious program, your Tennessee, your USC, 
you know, North Carolina, the linebackers did not land at spots like that across the board. So there was clearly an issue with recruiting when it came to linebacker. Now that according to recruiting rankings and what we're hearing out of practice, those days are done. They have added some serious werewolves, your Sonny Styles, your CJ Hicks of the world. Um, Reed Carrico, you know, you talked about going to a three linebacker setup. We right. hear the Ironton kid's going to be in there for that. So I don't think talent will be an issue at linebacker anymore, but we just haven't seen it. And we have seen a ton of offenses get off against Ohio State when you're kind of like looking at the screen incredulous and your guys are missing tackles and such. That just can't go on. Wisconsin, they're not going to come in here and mix it up. If there's any team in the country besides maybe Army, or Navy, you can expect to come in here and run it a hundred times. It's it's Wisconsin. So, like you said, that's going to be a test. And the schedule uh, at one point in time, I thought the schedule was much more amenable than it than it looks to me now. I'm not sure if we just my fear of the off season gets a little more in there. I don't think, ironically, the last game of the year is going to be their biggest challenge, despite the fact that uh, you know they're zero and one in the last X days but are you feeling the same way as i do that it's going to be a transition year up north yeah certainly i mean we've talked before about what was lost in ann arbor that that went off to the nfl especially defensively those defensive linemen um linebackers the the edge rushers there that are now playing on sundays so i mean that on in and of itself takes some, some getting over and if you look at the michigan recruiting rankings it's not the reload that ohio state has had the luxury to do for for most of these years there's certainly some, uh, some, you know, a step down in talent, I believe. When we look at that, plus just the motivational factor. I mean, we, you know, everyone knows by now how much that game hurt this team. Everybody who, who's been asked about it this offseason has talked about whether it be seeing the game on TV. You know, it came on while they were getting breakfast one day, and I forget which, which one of the players said it, but he was like, that TV almost came off the wall. Uh, you know, th- it's all over their, their uh, practice facility over at the Woody. So the motivation certainly won't be a factor. And I think that that's probably a good thing for this rivalry. And you know, I think talent wise, we all agree that the Buckeyes are the more talented team as we sit here on June 13th on paper. So, you know, you've got them coming into your place. You've got the motivation factor involved. And I think it'll be a more talented team. And if we're right on how the schedule plays out, you know, you're playing once again for a chance at the big 10 championship, probably the college football playoff. So I don't think there'll be any issues with that game, you just have to go out and win it. And that's what the Buckeyes didn't do last year. You mentioned that physicality. Michigan was able to run all over the Buckeyes. That's what's going to have to change. Jim Knowles, priority number one right there as, as the linebackers coach, in addition to being the defensive coordinator. I don't want to oversimplify the matchup, but to me, Ohio State-Michigan comes down to who has the better defensive ends. Who can dominate the line of scrimmage defensively and really make the other team's quarterback feel it for about the last decade and a half. Ohio state has had that last year. Michigan had that Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo yeah. were both projected to be first round picks. I think Ojabo would have been one had he not torn his Achilles during prep. So yeah. those guys aren't coming back. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson is not walking through that door. So I think Ohio state will be better at defensive end this year with the growth of Jack Sawyer and JT to um, very high on them, and I do think that will end up being the deciding factor. For those of you listening to the podcast, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and tackle, on many, tackle as many of these questions as we can 
and try and keep it on the rails here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back. This is a fitting question. I assume Tom Pauly's asking this because he knows Dave is on vacation. Tom, you better not let your address get on the internet or Dave will cancel said vacation and arrive at your doorstep. This is Dave's torch he likes to bear. Tom Pauly would love to see Ohio State bring out the black jerseys for the Notre Dame game for a blackout. Our thoughts on this. Pat, I'm going to defer to you on that because I want to maintain a relationship with Dave going forward. Yeah, I'm usually not uh, high one way or the other on the jersey thing. I think that they're fine. I would say for a game like this, though, I want to see Ohio State and Scarlet, Penn State and their, their road unis. You know, to me, that just you don't get this matchup that often. Uh, and I would love, you know, I. I like the black jerseys fine. I like when they do the blackout. I think it certainly brings some energy to the stadium, but I think you could do that for a different game. Like when I look back at this game, look at our pictures and whatnot, I want to see Ohio State and Notre Dame. I don't want to see a see a different color jersey for, for that game. I feel the same way about when they play Michigan. The other games I really don't care about as much. You know, if the kids like it, the, the players like it, fans like it, that's fine by me. But for this game, I say keep it as, as traditional as possible just because we don't get this matchup every every uh, year. It's it's one that happens every so often. And and you know, I think the last time they played in the regular season was 20, 30-some years ago, right? So give me, give me the classic one for this one. You want to use the black jerseys, I say do it a different game. I agree with you. And you know what that means? We're old. <laughs> this argument breaks on generational age lines. My boys want them to mix it up. Uh, people like Dave, who are, let's say, above 35. I'm being generous there. Yeah, like it bit. traditional. I do think you bring up a great point, though. Ohio State, Notre Dame, if it's not a national holiday, it should be. And um, the classics at night, I mean, come on, man. Sitting here talking about that, I don't, I'm, I'm not looking forward to anything as much as I'm looking forward to that in the next few months, so. Good stuff. Dante Moore is a quarterback at Detroit King High School, and he is fantastic. If you guys watch any highlights of him over the weekend, he is a nationally good quarterback. However, I'm sure he wants to play in the NFL. Yakov 22 going with the comedy early. Is this Yakov Shmirnov here? If Dante Moore wants to play in the CFL, should he sign with Michigan? I'll just say this. One of the reasons that you can be confident Ohio State is going to be good forever as long as Ryan Day is coach, is because they are taking the best of the best at quarterback. I've said this many times before, and I may be willing to amp this up. I said they're going to have seven straight first-round quarterbacks. And for those of you who don't think Joe Burrow has some Buckeye in him, check out some of the recruiting content from this weekend and talk. There was a Texas linebacker here visiting who was asked what the biggest deal of the weekend was, and he said he got to meet Joe Burrow. And he was not in Louisiana when he said this. So I digress, but. I think they'll be okay. Dante Moore is a stud. And like I said, if you saw him this weekend, he was lighting it up. That Michigan may not even be able to screw that guy up. That's how good he is. I do think he's going to end up at Michigan or Notre Dame. I have heard Notre Dame is very much in the mix. 
He's a great quarterback in the Midwest, but Ohio State is not involved. The only thing I can say to that is Ohio State recruits the world at quarterback. And if you're complaining about quarterback at this point, you probably don't have your facts straight. All right, let's get another question here. Quick one. Mm-hmm. Suzebo, the poll leader for best fan of this show, at least. I think we're 12 and 0. Most, worry, most worrisome game for me is Penn State. Didn't we hear that Penn State, Ohio State, will not be a whiteout? Yeah, no whiteout. They're going to do the stripe out or whatever they call it for that, where each section's a different color. I feel sick. Yeah, which that probably means. Uh, no night game, I would imagine there, which would be a, a nice change when we go to University Park. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that game's certainly concerning, right? I think more b- before we were talking about which game is might be the surprise trip up as opposed to, you know, right. anytime you play Penn State, I think you're going to be concerned about it, right? This will be a, probably a top 15 matchup in, in late October and at, at Beaver Stadium. So, yeah, I mean, I... I haven't dug into what Penn state is going to look like. It's a little early to start on that, but uh, I, I imagine they will be the same type of team we've seen year after year after year in the big 10. And, and obviously they've been the team that Ohio state has kind of gone more head to head with than really anyone in recent years. I mean, Michigan hasn't brought it consistently. Michigan state obviously hasn't either. So that's uh, that's been the biggest, you know, rivalry in terms of what it meant for the conference, you know, last eight, nine years. And so I certainly think it'll be a factor in, in this year's big 10 as well. And if you look at Penn state over the last few years, I'm not sure any team got screwed more by the pandemic and injuries. Yeah. So, I mean, I shed no tears for them, but like Micah Parsons didn't play. They had a major running back get hurt. Um, you know, Jahan Dotson left early. So I don't think Penn State, from a talent perspective, is quite where they were, although they are recruiting like gangbusters. James Franklin can do that. J. Henry Miller, how are you guys feeling about the Buckeyes' chances on laying the big three wide receivers, Rogers, Ennis, and Tate, Noah, Brandon, <coughs> excuse me, and Carnell? <coughs> excuse me. Um, look, I feel good about it because the dean does. Whatever the dean and Steve Wolfong say, I go with. when they, Like I said, if the dean... And Steve Wolfong, both crystal ball, a guy. I assume he's already enrolled. The South Florida Express with with Brandon Ennis and Carnell Tate won a big tournament over the weekend. If you go on to the site now, you can even go to the main site of 24-7 Sports. Steve Wolfong interviewed both guys in person. Uh, Carnell Tate has apparently made his decision. He's not going to announce the school yet. You can go on there for that, but. If you listen to what he said and you take him at his word, I have no reason to think it's not Ohio State because he talked about development and getting himself to the next level. And let's face facts. There is no better place in the world to go to be a wide receiver for the NFL than the Ohio State University. I don't care what anyone says. That's not even really an arguable point at this time. So I'm very confident they'll get all three. Noah Rogers is the one to me I actually think is a little bit oogie. Um, he loves North Carolina, the state where he's from, um, NC state has been really involved with him. I have to think he has some kind of connection to NC state. That's a little bit more intense than usual, because that's not the type of school you'd expect Ohio state to have to battle with. But until the Dean or Steve Wolfong tells me otherwise, I think you guys should be real confident. They're going to get them. 
when we All talked right. this we talked this past week to to 2023 tight end Ty Lockwood at the camp at Ohio State's camp last week. Someone asked him, you know, he's talking about how he's recruiting other guys in the class and getting to spend some time with some of the guys at the camp. He was asked, you know, who's the the big fish you still want to land? And the first name he's the only name he said uh, just asked about one guy was Innes, and he called him a dog. So that's a guy that uh, is on other recruits' radars. I'm sure he would love to have all three as teammates for sure, but that was the first name that came to his mind. All right, we're going to finish with this. Glenn Dinkins asks, how did the visit with Mateo Uyungale go? It was an official visit. And by the way, that's how you pronounce his last name. Our entire prep for this show was to get Glenn Dinkins' question correct. Mateo Uyungale. It went very well. Uh, If you want the real scoop on that, you're going to have to become a premium member and go to Bill Curlick's report for today. But you're in luck. We have a 60% off deal going right now. So if you join, you get the year for 60% off. That is a great deal. You're basically getting, don't quote me on the math, I think eight or nine months for free. I was not a math major. But um, now's the time to do it. This deal ends tonight. We're not going to have a better deal than this for the rest of the month. So 60% off premium subscribers. I'll give you a little taste of Mateo. Uwe Ungale's visit. It went very well. Obviously, anyone who has Twitter can follow his dad, Big Dave. There's a great visual of Big Dave on a swing. And Big Dave on a swing is the visual you would expect. Not the guy you expect on a swing, but he was enjoying himself. You can just see how they felt about Ryan Day and Larry Johnson. And this guy is a, you know, you talk about franchise players. Um, Uwe Ungale is just a freak of nature. He is the kind of guy who can play defensive end, get you 10 sacks, slide inside and rush on uh, running downs. So, I mean, a major, major recruit. Um, And only the big boys are involved for a guy like this. This is a California native. He's not going to look at anybody who can't get him to the league. How do you feel about it, Pat? Certainly good. I mean, reading what what Bill wrote about the – the, the visit this weekend is very positive, and, and I encourage people, as you mentioned, Dan, to take advantage of that deal, get on here and read about what Bill wrote this weekend. Um, a player like that, obviously the name is one that stands out as brothers at Clemson, but Ohio State certainly in the mix here, it looks like, from from both what what, da, da, what Bill and Wilt Fong have written about it. Um, you know, Ohio State needs to get these elite pass rushers they've gotten a couple of them again they need to we talked earlier about kind of positions on the defense that need to improve that's one that could really take a step up and obviously we're we're talking beyond with uh with Mateo here but you know the the ability for Larry Johnson to produce these guys is always going to have the Buckeyes in the mix it sounds like the visit went really well they're in a mix for a few of them he's going to visit USC and Oregon later this month but you know, I like I like what I'm reading here from what Bill wrote and from what I've read elsewhere uh, from Wilt Fogg and such. When there's a defensive end not located in SEC country and Larry Johnson sinks his teeth in, I expect that they'll get him. If they don't, I'm sure he'll get some other studs. We appreciate Pat stopping by. We hope Dave is enjoying his vacation. Have a good one, Bucknutters.
to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.